What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Before we get started, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit that button. I believe I'm close to hitting that 100 mark, so help me get there. Um, and also leave a like or a comment below as I continue to just grow this content, bring some dope guests to the show and to the podcast. Um, today, I'm, I'm super excited. Got two, two local, local, I don't even want to say just like trainers or ex-ballers but people two young ladies who are involved in the community and in the game of basketball as far as evolving it locally from their side so i'm gonna do a uh i'm gonna do myself a favor and just let them introduce themselves so i'm gonna start all the way to my left with my first guest right here so my name is janae young uh, i went to sheldon high school after that i took the jc route and went to school out in nebraska came back home went to delta d squad <laughs> and then from there, I got recruited and went to University of Pacific in Stockton. Um, then that took my career overseas. I played over there for about five seasons and currently do physical therapy and in a doctorate program to finish up that. Dope. And my next guest right here. Yeah. I'm Tabitha Wampler. I'm from Cottonwood, California, small little country town, like 3,000 people. Um, I went to West Valley High School out there, and then I went to New Mexico State straight from high school for four years, and then overseas since, uh, when did I graduate college? 2012. And then I'll technically still go back and play. Okay. But um, I'm not a fan of the seven, eight month long seasons, you know, anymore. So I, I like the tours and tournaments and stuff like that. So I'm not all the way retired yet, but yeah. That's I'm retired, it, and, retired. And, <laughs> yeah. She's retired, retired. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. All right, that's what's up. So, like, as the show says, 94 feet, as you ladies know, we're going to jump right into this. Just, we're going to try to just take y'all back from the, to, the, to the start of this this thing, which you call hoop. But, actually, I just want to find out, in whatever order you want to answer it, though, what sports were you ladies involved in at an early age? Was it always just basketball? Or what other things did you get into, be active with growing up? Okay. So I started with karate, actually, martial arts. I started when I was seven. Um, I did that until pretty much I started high school. And then I realized you couldn't really get a scholarship for karate at the time. I think you can now. And so at that time, I needed a way to pay for college. So I switched to basketball freshman year um, and hoped I made the team, to be honest. I mean, I played street ball with the boys and stuff on the street, but I didn't really play organized basketball. So... I just went out and tried out at Sheldon, and then the rest was history, I guess. That was it before basketball. That's what's up. Nice. Tab. I actually did gymnastics and dance, which looking back now, I think that, well, that was like when I was younger, younger, and then I did volleyball, track, and basketball in high school. But looking back, I think like the flexibility really helped me like with injuries, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just multi-sport, we talk about that now like with our athletes, like multi-sport is important really and helps your body flexibility i think dance actually helped me a lot too but um but yeah in high school i played volleyball and ran track and basketball that's what's up so yeah. i mean even today give shout out to candace parker for winning the championship um but let me ask you ladies um during that time the exposure was not the same right in the game for women's but it, it was present but not the same but however just in general um give myself and the people listening, people who may not know of you like that, what were some of the, or who were some of the athletes or people you may have kind of looked up to in whatever sport it was or in the game of basketball 
as you were becoming, as far as really like digging in, like putting mm-hmm. your feet down, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do going forward. Yeah. I will say I probably wasn't the average basketball player. So I didn't really watch a lot of basketball on TV. I mean, I watched the NBA during playoffs pretty much. Um, didn't watch a lot of WNBA. I literally just went out and played. I think I was just athletic, went out and played the game. Um, after coming out of high school, I liked LeBron James and still do uh, because I feel like my game was more like his. A lot of people look up to Kobe and Jordan, but that wasn't really my game. So it was hard to look up to them as basketball players. Um, but yeah, I think after like going into college and my pro life, LeBron was kind of like the person I would say I related to. Go. I liked uh, Candace Wiggins when she was at Stanford. Stanford. She was yeah, that's when I watched her. She yeah. like I like the hustle players that don't really talk too much. Very quiet. You know? Yeah. Very quiet. So I liked her. And then I love Maya Moore. Obviously, yep. she went to UConn and then WNBA. UConn? Yep. Yeah. UConn. Yep. UConn. Um, those are the two I watched. But I was kind of like, nay, I didn't really sit there like in front of the TV, like growing up. I kind of just was in the gym, too. Um, but when I did, it was when I got a little bit older, it was those two. What's crazy is I played against Candace Wiggins in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, she killed us. But what college or high school was that? It was some tournament we played in, mm. um, modern day or oh, yeah. something. Is yeah. she from? It was Bay Area, Bay Area right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she I think she gave us fifty. She was but, she was yeah. tough. I mean she was super tough. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, she, she, she is who she was. Sure. Yeah, no, she, she, she was Yeah. She was called. Yeah. That's what's up. So um well, okay, since we're not in front, you said not in front of the TV, and as you guys know now, as being trainers of athletes and ball players of all kind, whatever, um, if you can think back then, as they say now, like, right, to clock, to, I guess, perfect something, you need to clock 10,000 hours. Right? But mm, just, right. just just give me, and again, everybody else, a verbal kind of, just to estimate, think how much time you probably spent playing or working on your craft. Oh, <laughs> probably more than 10,000 hours for yeah. sure. Okay. I mean, it's almost been 20 years of basketball. Yeah. And I started late. So right. I would think, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm over the 10,000 for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I'm a, that's actually one of the hardest challenges now as a trainer mm-hmm. because we would go to practice and then go back to the gym. Right. That's kind of like mm-hmm. just what we did. But of course, I'm from a small town, so there's really nothing else to do. <laughs> Ride horses and play basketball. <laughs> but um, yeah, for sure, over 10,000 hours, hands down. So let me even break it down even closer from that tighter, from that high, that uh, early age, as far as like elementary, where you pick the ball up mm. throughout a week. How often did you play at, at a young age? Or how much, how much were you out there? Were you playing two, three hours a day? Or was mm. it longer than that at that age, at an early age in your career? If we just <clears> talk <throat> sports in general, because I did karate as a young age. So I, we have practice Always seven active. days a week. Yeah. yeah. For an hour or two. If you were on like the competitive traveling team, you might have had two practices in a day, stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Younger on the younger ages, I easily spent two hours outside with my dad. Yeah. He like we had a little hoop back there and stuff outside of like our one hour practice a day for the young teams. You know what I mean? But easily two to three hours just out there. What's up? So I know you guys are not in coach mode right now. A little soft spot. I'll make sure y'all speak up so oh, we can. Okay. You know, I'll make sure. I'll make sure don't miss this information. I know we're in fear mode. We're having a good conversation. I'll make sure nobody misses this. Um, but um. So being that, at what point did you really feel like, you know, said you you said early on when you had the karate scholarship, 
But for you, what about thinking you always knew like this is it for me or yeah. or was it something that a moment where you had to go like, all right, I have to pick this up a little bit and really go hard because this is what I want to do. Or you always knew from this is it. Yeah. For me personally, yeah, from like six years old, I was like, I want to play in the WNBA. And just from then on, like I wanted it. So I fortunately had people around me that pushed me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I knew from like six, seven years old, like I want to go to the league. I want to be a pro. So it was easier because I wanted it. You know, nobody had to. So transition from karate to basketball, though, was it, did you feel like you were leaving something that you were, because you spent so much time doing that. Yeah. And I'm sure sure you're probably, you say LeBron, so you're probably competitive at it and having your business. Was it hard for you to to let it go somewhat? Yeah, I tried to do both for a little bit, but karate is a year-round sport. Mm -hmm. So like that first year, like my freshman year, I still tried to do both and ended up getting injured. So I was Mm -hmm. at a karate tournament. That was in L.A. And I was supposed to go to a basketball tournament in San Diego. Like, I was just going to keep it pushing. <laughs> same uh-huh. same weekend. And then uh, somebody kicked my hand and broke my hand. And I ended up at Your shooting hospital. hand? Your my shooting, shooting hand, yeah. <laughs> I did start shooting my left for a little bit. But, <laughs> but, yeah, so it was tough to walk away. And then, like, the next year I could have, like, went into the worlds for karate. Really? But I had to choose up because I already knew I was starting late with basketball. Mm-hmm. And my fan, we didn't know anything about how basketball worked. I just played and then I didn't play AAU till junior year. Like I was late because mm. my parents did, knew karate and what you were supposed to do Where with that. Where did you do karate at? Was it? It was in Elk Grove. Yeah. Right by Sheldon. What actually. studio was or any company? IKF. IKF. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Shout out to John Lemkako. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because it, people walk in the gym and like try to mess with her and she's like, you better be I'm like, you might yeah. want to watch out. You, <laughs> you might, might want to watch think out. twice, but she gave you right. a quick no, two-piece. <laughs> so what was the <laughs> highest belt that you obtained? First degree black belt. Oh, yeah. See, they burst. Hey, hey. <laughs> proceed with caution. Right. All right. All right. Y'all better be careful. Right. That's what's up. So, man, that's that's super dope. Um, Well, speaking of karate, though, and then basketball as well, the discipline part. That is How crucial mm-hmm. as a young age and a female and being an athlete was that important to it? Because I'm sure that adversity hits, but I mean, just being able to, the mindset, how effective was it? I think that shaped discipline in life. Like as far as being on time, yes. being respect, respectful of elders, like all of that came from karate, I would say, because, so it's Japanese based, mm-hmm. Hawaiian based, and um the respect level in that culture is just way different than mm-hmm. basketball. So that's where like everything you bow when you enter a room, mm-hmm. you bow when you have like if there's a person who's a higher rank than you, like any time I'm talking about if they're in street clothes or in their gi- yeah. You, I would just bow in the mall if I saw <laughs> if really? I saw my karate teacher right now, I yeah. would. That's okay. just that's just what it was. Yeah. So I think that just shaped my life from a young age and then Everything else became easy after yeah. that. That's <laughs> so up. that's dope. Yeah, that's super, that, that, for sure. That's clean. Um, that's super dope. So since Sheldon was the high school you obtained, I went to for high school though. But and you were what middle school were you at in your area? What's the name of the middle school you attended? West Cottonwood. West Cottonwood. Yeah. So, um, given that is that my middle school? Yeah. Uh-oh, been a while. <laughs> <laughs> middle school basketball hits for both of you, ladies. And then, um, as you said, you are in that mode. You say, "I'm not going to get to. I'm turning it up." Mm. Um, what were some things that you felt like, I mean, you were still doing karate probably at that point, but even just karate, right? You can give your aspect from that point, basketball for you. What are some things that you felt like, I got to add this to my game or I got to, as they say, add something to my bag, my arsenal right now, yeah. going to next. You know, it's, it's middle school yet, but mm-hmm. you're starting to gradually make that progress. What are some things you felt like either from pops told you, from working right. out, or somebody told you you had to like work on your game? Like what you had to do? 
for me, I knew I had to have a good shot for sure. Yeah. And finishes around the rim, <clears throat> around the rim. So like growing up, I was in eighth grade, I was like six one. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I'm only six two now. So I didn't right. grow that much, but like in that small town, I played post. Right. But mm-hmm. I see when I left Cottonwood, like I was like guard, mm-hmm. guard post. So anyway, uh, to answer your question, like touches around the rim and shooting for me. I knew that was how to be. And you talk about going seven days a week with karate. Let me ask the opposite question. Though, really, what? When did you re- recover or break? Right. Because I'm thinking like my body getting hit. I'm taking. You got, I mean, you always got to be on point. You always got to be. When did you actually, as a kid, get to go right. either do kid stuff or just get to relax and say, and just breathe? So we would usually try to take a break after a major tournament. It's kind of like boxing or something like you have a fight we have more fights than boxing of course in a year but if we had like major nationals or something you'd go hard for maybe three four months in a row preparing then after you'd get a little kind of a break our karate teacher did a good job of like having us over his house and doing little barbecues and like little stuff like that little team bonding especially with like the traveling team was like a separate team than everybody else who did karate like the selective team i guess um so he did a good job of taking us out and doing stuff to make us still feel like kids but we still were just around each other all the time yeah um yeah that's definitely i was thinking like that i was like when do you get rest like that's a lot in physical like i know some people like okay well let me ask you did you like the what did you like most about it outside the discipline part what did you like about karate I didn't ask Google that. Sorry, she, she, she hopped in the conversation. <laughs> what did you What did you like though? Winning. Right. <laughs> I okay. mean, I think right. I started karate because my dad was a Bruce Lee fan. Hey. And so I I would just watch him <laughs> watch these Bruce Lee movies. And so I thought karate was gonna be like that. It wasn't. <laughs> right. um, it was a lot more <laughs> disciplined than just go around kicking people. Yeah. Um, but once I got it, there was a few times where I, I wanted to quit, mm-hmm. of course, but. My mom always would tell me, like, if you start some better finish. Hmm. So I couldn't I knew I couldn't stop until I was black belt. Like I just had to keep going. So <laughs> not until I got to this, this no, person. Just, I want to get to the top. Like to right. the top. Yeah. Right. So That's it was good I achieved that before I had to switch sports. That's dope. Okay. So transition right now. Now high school hits. You're you're transitioning to the hoop thing now. Now you're like, okay, I want to get this scholarship. You're you're out of high school. Um was it straight to varsity for both you ladies, and or how did the how did the process work as far as you really getting that that varsity time in those minutes like that? Did you have to work your way up? Go ahead. Yeah, I went uh, from freshman to varsity, um, but yeah, my coach believed in me. Actually, I just talked to him today. Actually, he uh, we're like family. Yeah, but the tough part was the running. <laughs> Our assistant coach was super big on running, but. Uh, more or less the quote unquote like struggles. I would say hate, but I don't like the struggles you get as a freshman. And I actually started too. So I took some places, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so that was a little like, I was like, I'm just here to win. Right. Just like, mm-hmm. so. So, yeah. and on here, we love to talk adversities and you already just, you brought one up too, <laughs> but you brought one too. So <clears throat> we can talk about yours right now. When that hit, how did you, how you adjust with that? Cause I mean, like I said, even the time difference now, some kids now are like, I'm not starting. What you mean? You know, mm-hmm. it's just different. They mm-hmm. they really go, you know, there's no telling how, how it could go. But for you, what did you do to either get past it or let them know, like, look, okay, we're still, you know, I'm in it for y'all, but yeah, I'm, I can help. Like, I can yeah. really do this. Um, my coach had my back, really. Because so. they actually, like, they saw me in the gym. Like, I had different goals and aspirations. And I put in more work, to be honest. So my coaches mm-hmm. were kind of like, 
you know, it phased out after a couple couple games. Like we became friends and stuff, still friends to this day. But so basically, you start putting up numbers and being yeah, it was productive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, we got the young, the young, right. the young lady do her thing over Don't here. Don't get me wrong though; like there were some games. Like it took me a while. The mental game is so much tougher than the physical game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it took me it took me a while to get it. But there was some games like up down up down. But I just my coaches and my parents were like, keep chucking one foot in front of the other. So that's what's up. What about you? So like I said, as a freshman, I just was trying to make the team. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I tried out for freshman team, and then the JV coach asked me to try out with them. And at the time at Sheldon, the JV team was actually better than the varsity team, but I don't know. They just It was what it was. So yeah. I chose to stay on JV, and those were like people I knew kind of. Right. They were just older, and I was already like, yeah, I'm just coming in here, you know? <laughs> so I stuck with the uh, – JV team first, and then we all went to varsity together. Okay, my uh, sophomore year. That's what's up. Yeah. So, given the time high school career, um, just both of you ladies. What about some? We'll go with the the highlights first. Give me something that that sticks with <laughs> that you know or remember that's never going to go anywhere. Some highlights, either. Hmm. Can't be that hard. <laughs> I know you got some highlights. Game, some big game, yeah. anything. I just remember they made a big deal because I was like ninety-seven percent from the three, or not the three. Ninety-seven. I was like, wait, let me, let me the agent right now. Right. Like, let me say, sign me up, please. No, the free throw, free throw line. Yeah, that's still crazy. Ninety-seven though. Yeah, like it was up there, and my coaches were like keeping track of like how many I made in a row, so they like made a big deal. That's crazy. And, like gave me a sweatshirt. I, I, that's what I remember. I still have that sweatshirt, actually. Oh, so you see, it meant something, though. It was, that's, 90, yeah, yeah. that's That's crazy hot. That's yeah. crazy. What about you? I don't know about highlights. Yeah. I, uh, I just remember my senior year and a good friend of mine, Megan Williams, her uh, junior year. Mm-hmm. We were both, like, averaging 20 and 10. And, like, they just did an article about us my senior year and stuff, yeah. just highlighting that. And, uh, yeah, I think that was – that was really a main high school highlight, at least. Right. So let me just ask this question, too, to counteract that, though. How did that make you feel, one, as a basketball player, individual, but what about family? Because, I mean, I haven't hit on that yet, but just how support being that. Because, again, it's not easy being an athlete, early, no matter what area you played in. But then giving a little accolades and seeing some shine for the hard work you're putting in, how did that make you feel, getting that type of thing, that little look or a little news clipping, whatever it is? Uh, it was, it was good. I always had a lot of support for my family, whether it was karate or basketball. Mm-hmm. They were most, they were most likely in the stand somewhere at some oh. point. Um, so, I mean, even from the accolades from karate prior to, it was the same. Like, it's always good to look in the stands and see like family supporting you and stuff like that. I always get here to their voice yeah <laughs> right so i know you're so you're in a small town yeah so i know the games probably was rocking you yeah probably, they really yeah, you, were you know because i'm thinking the farthest we played out was lodi though and it was like oh, okay. crazy like yeah. it was a playoff game we played out there actually i coached out there too though and it was just wall to wall and i was like oh yeah this is you love it. it it was yeah and we won too even better so right, it right. was crazy though but the crowd from this tip off was, was crazy so yeah what about you um as far as family supporting yeah. for the accolades just and stuff, in, just in general, I would say the same. Like seeing my family and like my grandparents and cousins and uh, aunts and uncles in the stands, always like they were always there. That meant more to me, honestly. When I got like MVP or, or all tourney or anything, my parents they were like, "You can't take that with you, basically, when you die to heaven, right?" Mm. Like they were like, "That doesn't mean nothing. You keep working. Like don't let it really go to your head." So I actually. Don't even know if I have, you know how people like have a room right. and all their stuff. Keep I don't even know if I actually still have that. Yeah. They didn't but, sell you on that though. I mean, it was yeah. the other stuff though, yeah. which is really dope. 
That's it was cool. more like what she said, like having them in the stands and stuff there for me. And before the show, you talked about this relationship with your pops and working out. Mm. How close was it? Like, how tight were you guys? He's my best friend. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. My parents were very... Yeah, no, but my dad was outside with me every day. That's cool. You know, and my mom is like cooking dinner. She would come out like, dinner's ready. We'd be like, all right. Two more shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll right. be getting, <laughs> yeah. getting these shots up. Yeah, getting these shots up. What about yeah. you, Nate? What about the family? And who was the, who was the one that was always there? You got to pick one. They were both. Okay, yeah. that's dope. They were uh, yeah. both there. That's good. Uh, that's good. My dad would be the one outside, like rebound and stuff right. for me. It wasn't like a. He was like my trainer, like how she was. Mm-hmm. He was more so just support with me shooting. I didn't really get like a trainer until later. I just, like I said, just playing with the guys outside and stuff, and then. Once I got a coach who was like, no, I see potential, then I would get some work in, you know, individual work with them. But, yeah, I would say my dad was the one that was, like, outside re- the rebounding for me. Were they stuff. fond of you making that <clears throat> shift? Because I know, again, probably saying, oh, we're investing this much money, da, 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 and then now you're going to go to something different? Or was it well, like – Well, they understood that I needed a scholarship. That was going to benefit them. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get out the pocket. Right. I mean, sure. Yeah, we yeah, was yeah. like, how are we going to get college paid for it now? So, so, yeah, that was – that That's what's up. That. So we talk about some highlights. Um, mm-hmm. Any rough times in high school where you either thought I might need to chill out, or I might want to do something different, or just like I don't know how I'm gonna bounce back from this. We talked about you know you karate with the hands, whatever like that. Um, trying to do two things, trying to play basketball and do karate. Then now you gotta you know. But any adversity during the high school period of your life where you was like, okay, man, I gotta really think this through, or just how am I gonna get over this? My adversity probably came senior year because since I started late, I didn't really get recruited right out of high school. Mm -hmm. So like when they compared my stats to other people at the same time, I was probably leading and scoring, maybe rebound. Like I was kind of like, I'm not sure why I'm not getting recruited, but I also didn't really know how to get recruited. There wasn't a lot of social media. You literally had to send, you know, send CDs to to coaches and stuff um yeah. it wasn't as accessible like as a player as it is now mm-hmm. like if your coach didn't do it for you you right. probably you weren't getting recruited right. and so starting aau late i mean that that connection wasn't there i wasn't playing with the team for four years where they kind of kind of like would try to help get me recruited and stuff mm-hmm. so i think that was the biggest thing of like how how did i not get picked up like my uh right. senior year so. yeah and being from a small town too, not everybody, nobody knows, you know, unless you're like, like she said, your high school coaches, unless they knew somebody you really didn't get picked up. So I had to drive to the Bay, actually, my, well, I don't know if it was my sophomore or junior year, but um, to play on East Bay Explosion for Mark Anger. And that's how I got picked up because my mom took me all across the country with him. So, I mean, adversity, I would say kind of the same, like. I knew I wanted to go as far as I could, but being in Cottonwood, I couldn't really, couldn't get there because nobody really knows Cottonwood like that, you know, which kind of actually what drives me now to be a trainer and have our own gym and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, probably the same, like, why am I not, nobody knows I'm here, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I had to drive to the Bay, but that's what's up. thanks to my mom for driving me everywhere. (laughs) Shout out to the parents, shout out to the parents. Cool. So before we transition to the college, uh, <laughs> definitely want to give a. We got something for my guest today. So, you oh, know, uh, Ryan, okay. boy, Ryan got the clutch. You guys can pick who gets the tie dye, who gets the red. Oh, t-shirt. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, red. No, that's and, uh, fine. 
Thank you. Thank you. Homegirl Cheryl with um, Dope Stone Bracelets. These are lava bracelets. She makes these handcrafted. You guys can follow. Nice. Shout out to Dope Stone Bracelets, man. Definitely. Everything is handcrafted. You can follow her on IG. Everything, nice. man. Sure um, Smart Athletic Kids is sponsoring the show today. So when we're uh, okay. Crump found, uh, family, Ramar Crump, they got a 3.0 GPA or higher. Smart Athletic Kids, man, and SAC, man. They're out there, too. So, you know what I mean? Student nice. athletes, something yeah. that, that we definitely harp on. But, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy the shirts and the bracelets, man. Cause, uh, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, college. college. It's time to get to college now. So, again, and they actually start for you because, I mean, I've definitely, like, no, nah, I didn't have no numbers anyway, but not being recruited, right? So, how do you make the decision or what's next for you after you're done playing, Nothing comes to them, whatever falls through solid. What do you do next? What's on your plate? How do you get to the next step? Um, well, somewhere in there, this school from Nebraska, um, Northeast in Norfolk, Nebraska. So outside of California, you can get a scholarship for JCs or community colleges. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how they found me, to be honest, but <laughs> they did. And so um, I, I was hell bent on getting a scholarship. So I went all the way across the country and did my freshman year in Nebraska. Um, it was cool and we were a good team, but I wanted to be in California. So it was very hard. Like the schools that were recruiting me from there were like Kansas and like all Midwest kind of schools. And I didn't really want to go there. I wanted to be in California. So I decided to leave there where I was on a scholarship and transfer to Delta, which is not a scholarship. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I ended up having to like pay for living, kind of not really pay for school, but pay for everything else outside of that um to get closer to california i guess in schools in california recruiting me so that was kind of the route i ended up taking that's what's up so and tabitha you said from from cottonwood correct cottonwood mm -hmm. so then to new no. mexico like so new mexico state, mexico yeah. state so aggies not the lobos of course of course <laughs> there's, there's, there's a difference hey there you gotta get difference. it right hey, you gotta get it right so so for that process for you what was that like um more simple yeah because when i traveled around with east bay explosion i think um coach spence and coach wash who were the head of, who was the head coach and assistant at the time they saw me i think in like north carolina or something like that and then they reached out to me and um i went on an official visit and i loved it so it, it's overwhelming a little bit though uh, when you're going through that time you know what i mean when you're like because you really don't know a lot of things you know like i actually didn't even know that jc's outside of california could put you on scholarship, you know, little things like that, right. that really alter your life. You really don't know. I just knew it was overwhelming when coaches called me to come play or wanted me to play for them. But anyway, no, it was simple. Um, more simple That's for me. So you make that jump. So now you're going mm -hmm. from here and actually I, we played down at New Mexico city, I believe, but I know it's Pan America on the bottom. We went way down there, Texas, okay. Pan America. So we oh, go okay. past. So yeah. just from you, from small to, here now yeah what was it i guess when you first actually after you signed you're going to visit but actually being on campus what was it like that first initial for you what was that like like i loved it okay. yeah yeah it wasn't such a big city i was in las cruces new mexico yeah, okay so but albuquerque is closest right the biggest right there yeah okay. yeah for the lobos it was pretty big but it, it was okay for me it was crazy because a lot of my teammates were from la and bigger cities and they're like this is way different basically mm -hmm. right and nice terms but i was like this is cake to me yeah. because cottonwood you know is super small so it, it was easy for me and again my coaches there i had two different coaches but they believed in me so it was a little not that you didn't have adversity but to have a coach that believes in you as a freshman is 
coming a blessing that's big yeah yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. um well, I, well you say you traveled with moms those in that time mm-hmm. so it wasn't like you were not stuck to california city limits either so right. but how was the initial family like we had we're, we're still making to the games or you kind of like we kind of like okay i can do something my own a little bit no it was my mom still, my that, mom, mom was still my moving, yeah huh? she was my rock yeah, yeah she took me everywhere that's what's up. yeah that's and cool. you don't realize the sacrifice that they give until you're actually an adult trying to do it yourself <laughs> or you're in college, like you know, oh, I need that care package, yeah, right? <laughs> or, that yeah. bay, I need that box. No snacks, right? Right? Yeah. So that's what's up. So yeah. and now you come back to Cali, and you're down the street from you know, you're not that yeah. far, but you're at a program to where I mean, to this day, Delta College is one of the top women's programs around. That environment, how was that for you? Because I mean, I know that coach, she's intense and she, she, she's Yeah, dope, I had a little adversity there too, just a little bit, but mm-hmm. <laughs> just because. I'm an offensive player. <laughs> so Coach K actually um, was our assistant coach, and he's like a defensive guru. So mm-hmm. I ended up getting benched for like a couple couple games. Well, not benched, but I didn't start for like a couple games because I didn't play defense like the person who was coming in for me. So mm-hmm. they, they uh, kind of taught me a lesson, like just because you can score, it don't mean you're just going to start all these games or mm-hmm. – whatever mm. so i had to pick it up there and kind of uh, transition a little bit to try to get my spot back but in the end i i learned that lesson so we talked about the transition from like middle school high school and to the game now but now you're going to the next level when no matter if it's junior college or not it's levels to it right mm-hmm. um yeah. for you nate coming from, again being a late starter too getting a little experience going back east whatever or nebraska but then now back home to cali what are some things you you had that you knew had to either get better at or add to my game at this point because like you say it's, it's levels no matter where you go right mm. um like I said defense I had to pick that up a little bit um <clears throat> I think just consistency because I would have like games with 30 something and then a game with like five and I'm like mm, what happened here <laughs> you know so people are expecting at least double digits mm-hmm. at least you know so just the consistency of that so people knew they were getting at least, like I said, double digits. And they're relying game. on you. you yeah, yeah. Right. They yeah. need you every game. That's what right. Exactly. So that I think was, uh, yeah, that was a something I felt like I needed to work on. Yeah, I know coming out of, out of when you're a freshman going to mm. another level, but then also you getting playing one playing time off the jump. So mm-hmm. what were some of the things that you know? Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I gotta, I gotta keep this going or add to it or be better at it. Yeah, than you're at. Um. Oh, I had an answer and I just lost it. Oh, kind of like Nate, I was actually expected to produce. You know what I mean? And and it was mental for me. Like, I don't want to be the freshman that like ball hogs or all this stuff, you know? So even being nervous in the game when I took a shot, I'm like, you know what I mean? That's so, what I brought you in for, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but as far as expanding my game, like I said, when I got to college, I would play like inside out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I would play both like guard and post. So I really had to keep up with the fast guards, but also guard six, eight girls. Mm. We played Michigan one time. I'm like, I'm hecka small. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but to do both, yeah, I had to really put a little bit of everything in my game. So That's I had to. Um, oh, wait, one more thing. Let me add, because yeah. this is important. <laughs> my attitude. Hey. That was the other thing. There you go. There you <laughs> I had go. to put this in. Because yes. Hey, it's, it's real. I had a little. A little? Great, well. <laughs> It's crazy coming from karate where you can't say nothing. So you had a chance to go ahead and be vocal I for a little just, bit. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. You've been holding it for how many years, right? Yeah. You were holding it no, in for a while. The attitude, I, not so much attitude with my teammates or even with coach. Like, So the respect was still there. It was more like 
refs or maybe I'm just in my own head or I expected a lot from myself. Mm -hmm. So just verbally, just, I don't know. You can definitely see it in my body language, like in high school. Um, I got better through college and it took it all the way to overseas for sure to learn the full lesson of the mental game, like she was saying. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that was, is something I try to like the kids now. Coaches see your body language. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care how good you are. You could average we however do. much and they will not recruit Watch. you <laughs> if you have a bad because they think it's going to be a problem every time something mm -hmm. comes up. So and it shows like the demeanor of the game. If, if you're the leading scorer, the captain, whatever, and your demeanor is down, the, the rest of the team is going to follow. So if you consider yourself a leader, you have to like keep your head on right for mm -hmm. sure because the team's looking at you and following you. You know, I was, hey, I, I'm glad you said that. They need to hear that for sure. I hope they listen. <laughs> I hope but, your um, kids listen. Huh? All right. the kids, whoever it is, the parents too. Right, 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 right. I mean, it's, it's it's not easy, but something that should be worked on. But also, like you said, but also to actually pick up what you said though. So it's kind of the first time you got to outlet some of the stuff too, because you've always had to hold it in. Correct? Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. So no. you had, I mean, which is probably good too to get it out. But then now, it's how do I formulate it? How do I express Control it? Control it. Mm -hmm. Right way. Right. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that's definitely dope. Um. So high school, we talked highlights, but now y'all. Next stage, though. So, again, you're talking about averaging a certain amount of points. I know you had some games, both of you ladies, where you were like, okay, now next level, next <laughs> level, that you just still remember to this day. Anything that stands out or that really stands out right now? I would say our pink at, when I was at UOP, mm -hmm. actually transitioning to D1 at this point. Um, we had, like, a pink game, like our pink game. It was a senior night. Mm -hmm. We ended up losing by <laughs> two, but um, to, I think, Cal Poly, actually. But I had like 29 and 12 or something like that. It was like a good game for me. But then it sucked because we still lost. Like it's hard to like, you know, they want to do the losses. interview and stuff after and yeah. all this stuff. And you're kind of like with the attitude yeah. a little bit still. They're like, so all, how, how do you feel? feel? <laughs> right. right. You're how like, you oh, well, we lost. <laughs> right. So. That's it. And and right. to be that close. It wasn't like they blew us out. Different story. Like that's a free throw was shot. Like, you know, like Never now you're thinking it. of every Never missed shot. Yeah. You right. know? So, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what that would be. A um, couple things, actually. I had a thousand point game. They make a big deal about that okay. at halftime and stuff. Um, but actually, me and. Uh, okay, hold on. You just, I had a thousand point game. Like, so, does that humbleness <laughs> come from mom and dad? You talked about before just saying next oh yeah, yeah because yeah. i'm like thousand points like right that doesn't happen to everybody you know it's a lot of buckets yeah but i mean but it's dope but it's dope because again your aspect the way you look at the game is differently but also the bigger picture for others yourself but also i believe it's more like i'm not i wasn't done yeah i'm getting thousand but right 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 yeah that's right yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So i just yeah. make that was like a thousand like you just okay a thousand yeah all right so you <laughs> play a long career and don't get a thousand points so yeah, you know what i mean right. no it was yeah no i was thankful I, I definitely am thankful for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I wasn't done like you were saying. That's how I feel. But um, actually, one of the men's players, Wendell McKinnis, we, like, went head-to-head, -head, like, for multiple games, like, having double-doubles. So, like, our school made this big thing, like, who's going to win at the end of the year? Like, it was, like, on the marquee, and I, he won. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was a beast. Anyway, I don't even know if he's still playing overseas. But, uh, yeah, that was probably a big thing just because, you know, everywhere you go on campus, like, are you or Wendell going to, da -da -da, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm always betting on me. I'm gonna <laughs> Wendell, you know, That's but, what's up. That's yeah. what's up. That's super dope. Um, college career goes the great experiences. 
and I know I give more so now, as you guys know, it's easy. It's not as easy for women to get deals or contracts, but uh-huh. however, now there's more accessible ways to get there. You guys are still in an area where it's not a given thing. Um, what was that like for for you guys as far as trying to get a contract, get somewhere, knowing that you know, like you say, you had to do a lot of footwork yourself, or know somebody who knows somebody to get to get overseas or get a contract. Yeah, my transition was kind of like high school to overseas or high school to college. Uh, right when I graduated, I had to connect with my um, college coach to this agent who like had WNBA, WNBA players. So for me, I was like, oh. I got the right person. Like right. I'm about to go somewhere, you know, but the WNBA players were her priority. So I didn't get picked up mm-hmm. because I'm coming from a mid-major D1. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of last. I'm probably not going to get her paid as much, you know. So I went a whole year with her, didn't really get picked up. So then I did a, um, I did a tour in China and a tour in Germany. And I could have been picked up from the tour in Germany, but since that person was my agent, the... When I got picked up, the person who ran the tournament wanted the credit. Mm. So my agent, like, I couldn't take it or else I was going to have to fire. Like, it was some drama, basically. So I ended up passing up that deal, not getting picked up again. And then I ended up getting rid of her and getting a new agent. And then after that, um, moved to L.A., met people, and then finally got picked up. Once you're over there, then it was a little easier the years after that. But, yeah, I had to kind of grind my way through. Your first time over the waters was that then, or you traveled overseas before then? Well, for both of the tours, I was over there. Okay, yeah. How was it for you being out of the states? Uh, <clears throat> it was it was different for sure. I remember when I first went to Germany for the tour, we got off the plane and like the garbage trucks were Mercedes Benz, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what? That's, like that's right. their car? The right. buses were Mercedes." I was like, "What? Like right. that's not like America, sure. but that's a Honda out there." Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was it was like <clears throat> obviously a culture shock with the yeah. language and stuff like that. But um, I liked it. I was always used to moving. Like karate took me a lot of places too. Yeah. So um, I wasn't afraid to like be away from home or <clears throat> anything like that. Yeah. What was it like for you? Transition from college to overseas. Yeah. So, kinda... or did you put your name in the draft? Let me ask that. I didn't. I did not. Actually, to be honest, I only knew of the WNBA, which right now I don't know why I didn't, but uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know you could really go overseas. And, and again, from college to overseas, an agent actually reached out to me because of those double doubles, mm-hmm. actually. So my transition overseas was easier. It was my personal life that like stuff was happening all around me. That mm-hmm. That is what, you know, because so many things, it's like 2% basketball, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's your grades or what you get involved in mm-hmm. or who you're involved, all this stuff around you. That is what was a struggle for me. Um, but when I got overseas, obviously, I think it's... Coming from a small town, it helped me because I went to Romania first. My agent got me to Romania first. But when I say it's, they literally call it a village. I was in uh, Svantu Gheorghe, St. George in English, I guess. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was literally like carriages and horses pulling the carriages. Like they had cars, don't get me wrong. But I'm looking like, this is a level below Cottonwood. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm I'm not trying to go backwards. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so it was different for me. You know, everybody's like, you get to live overseas, but they think they you're living see. in. You're in Greece, Italy at the top leagues. Yeah, no but idea. no, yeah, they have not. But you're not living in the tourist spots. You know what I mean? You're living in the Outstars villages. With yeah, the people. with the right. people <laughs> amongst <laughs> society. It's very different. Yeah. So, which is still a blessing. But yeah, so to answer your question, the transition was, um, it was good for me. So, you know, I like all my guests, I do my little research and I do my little searching. <laughs> um, you had an injury over there. I'm mm-hmm. not sure where, but the ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Um, just how bad was it, and what was that like mentally going over there, knowing unless you had somebody like to rely on? How did you? Yeah, that was actually when we played together in Germany. That was towards the end. I don't know even know what year that was. What year was that? 2017. 2017. Um, so I put like four or five years in since then, but it was a, a stress fracture in my foot, and having people over there she was my road dog for real. Like she, it was my driving foot too, like my right foot and our trainer, Anna, it it was, it was tough for me because I don't want to watch you playing basketball and me not being out there, Mm -hmm. you know, but our trainer would just be like, sit down, (laughs) you know, all the time. And I was fortunate because, um, the manager of the team, like the president of the club, mm-hmm. they usually like send you home. Yep. You know, it's a business. You, like, yeah. uh-huh. And You're he not, kept we me. We can't use you. Can yeah, yeah. Here. And he kept me and he kept me and paid me. So it was, right I was there. probably, we probably had like four months left. Oh, yeah. early. It, it was a, yeah, it was a. Yeah, yeah it don't happen often. No. I, I, I've actually <laughs> never heard anybody else. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, unless you're that person at the top. Why? You go know, fine. Yeah, yeah. So is that where you guys first? Yeah. Made the connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dope. So actually, not too far away, literally living wise, I mean, as far as Sacramento, where you're at. But then mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, now I know in colleges, we always, you know, you got to find home team, people from Cali, yeah. people mm-hmm. you know, like, right. okay. Yep. So now we're like, oh, this is it. No, yeah, we got to yeah. for each other. Home, home. Yeah. So <laughs> I can only imagine what the gameplay was like, kind of like. We only played together, two oh, two games. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was one, but oh, only and two. Then and hurt. then I got hurt. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, dang. So I, mean, I would have liked to see what that would look like on the court. Yeah, me too. Man, I, a lot of people, <laughs> I mean, right? In some, a real in game, some, yeah, though, we like in some pick, not pick up, but the, the West Sac League and stuff. Well, so yeah, we, we know play how, West Sac. You guys so play West Sac. We well, yeah, everybody played here. Yeah, we used to but, play, yeah, <laughs> just so y'all know, we used, to, we used to dominate the West Sac League when it first started. <laughs> the school wasn't even built that big. It was just the center. That's it. You know, back you know, you know, but yeah, but but the dynamic of play. Like you, you know what it was. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah. Like that chemistry, you know, like that's what right. it was. Um, mm-hmm. That's dope. So I actually go to my next, we get back to the States. You guys are formed a friendship over there. Mm. Um, as we know now, the the big um, moves and stuff is in training, is in developing players, whatever they want to call it, whatever they want to label it, <clears> but now to do it within your, within your city limits. Now, what was the, what was the key factor in the link up, but as far as going business wise, like let's do this thing together because off offline we talked about working other people's gyms, mm. other people's schedules, other mm. people's businesses. But what was the final like okay, let's because it's not funny, but I did hear about you guys and I was like, I'm not sure if I know them, but I see them. And I was like, no, they got a spot over here. It was like, but they're 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 getting it done. And I was like, oh that's dope. Because I mean again being women in the game is not easy. Mm. But also being even just starting that business in that realm is not easy regardless. You know, having faithful clients, whatever you want to call mm. it, or just people who rock with you and trust you what was the key factor of you guys saying let's make this move and let's build this foundation from what you guys start now to where you're going now i would say the foundation is god because we pray about everything together but well our businesses and stuff but for me um like i said my struggles were in they were in basketball don't get me wrong but 
like family and friends and stuff that happened to me personally, mm. that's what really, you know, I almost stopped. I, in college, I, I had, I was like one step away from like, I'm done with this. You know what I mean? Right. And overseas too. But anyway, so that's what kind of, I want to provide more for an athlete for life. You know what I mean? Mm. Not just basketball. Yes. I'm the skill development trainer, but she's a physical therapist, sports performer, not physical therapist yet. Right. Soon to be. Always. Soon to yeah. be. Documented. Yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. She, was doing, Doctor, she yeah. was doing her work before she came she, on the show. You right. know what I'm saying? She was putting the work <laughs> she in. She lets you know? me know. I can't really say physical therapist yet. Yeah, it's all but, good. But you're speaking anyway. to existence though. So it's yeah, going exactly. to happen. It's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. So that's what drives me. I, mean. um, I would say in the beginning, as far as making the decision <laughs> to do business together, mm-hmm. we really had to make sure like our friendship was in the right place. Yeah. Um, doing business with friends, is, obviously is a cliche thing. You're not supposed to do it with friends or family and stuff like that. But I think like she said, having God as our foundation, cause it's not like it's easy. We don't right. just, you know, but we just pray about whatever we're going through. And because we have God first, we know that anything we do as far as like our intentions hmm. are to serve his purpose. Um, but as far as like teaming up on, like for an athlete, I think the my passion in sports performance is stuff that I think we missed in our generation. Mm-hmm. We didn't have like a skill development trainer that taught us about proper mechanics. Mm-hmm. We might have had just a strength and conditioning coach just having us push weight and stuff like that. But teaching us proper mechanics, helping us with speed, agility, like all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, we yeah. didn't have at a young age. I can see you. I see you targeting like, you know, movements and stuff like that. For like sure. Direct. Now you're really getting results. Let me directly. Right. I'm not just going to tell you to do these sit-ups or crunches or squats. Right. No, now I'm going to tell you, okay, now it's a one-leg movement. Right. Just like, okay, you can make the average person, average show three or four months. Oh, right. I'm a little different person. Which right. is different. Right. It's, it's, it's advancement, right, of what we're in, the time we're in, right? Correct. Advancement. That's and I think it's big, like, we always talk about, too, like, the number one thing we hear from college coaches for what they want to see in a high school athlete is having a motor. And we always mm-hmm. talk about that, right? So how I look at it is for you to have a motor, which means in my definition of this is being able to have stamina in a game. Mm-hmm. So if I can make you more efficient in what you do, mm-hmm. then you're spending less energy on the same productivity of whatever that movement is. So now you can last longer because now you're more efficient at moving versus just being strong and spending a lot of power energy in one spot. Dope. So if that can translate to having a motor, because you have more energy in the game, this is what these college D1 coaches are going after. And it helps being under one roof because she watches the individual sessions that I, you know, and she's like, oh, okay, let me adjust this, this, and this. Or she'll be like, hey, Tab, make sure the most common one are their knees in, right? But she'll pinpoint down to the, so it helps. We go, she takes takes everything and breaks it down for me, you know, so. And how many players or kids get, you, they get the training part a lot, right? But now mm-hmm. to get the sports performance mm-hmm. at a reasonable uh, price, that, <laughs> right. but from somebody who's accurate, who's also passionate what they're doing, but also you can see the development, right? Mm-hmm. And if you, get it, if you get that early now, I think, so, okay, let me ask you this question. Do you think athletes overtrain right now? Yes. Because my my, my theory is like some, that's why the injuries have even went up. Like I said, when we were playing, I get hurt that much. We right. play a lot of different sports. Right. But we didn't overdo one thing to a point it was all we did because we mm-hmm. wanted to play football. We wanted to play football, baseball, right. soccer, right. 
But I think the muscle development from those sports helped us be better, but not just one thing all year round because right. you're tearing, 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 or breaking, break, breaking. Right. And I'm like, right. why are these young kids getting injured? So and much? they don't. Right. We used to play outside and just kick well, rocks. You know, I literally. <laughs> so <laughs> right. all I mean, we did all that. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think about us like we didn't have like the the sports performance as far as the ladder drills and all this stuff. I yeah. mean, as we got older, we did, but we also played hopscotch. That's the ladder drill. So I mean, right, right. some of this stuff did translate, which is why we still got what we how far we did get. Mm -hmm. um, but these kids don't have that, which is why they are so uncoordinated and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Right. They might be good on the court, but like when you pull them off, there's players that I've seen work with her just nasty. I pull them over here into a squat <laughs> and I'm like, Their coordination what is that? <laughs> what's going yeah. on here? So yeah, That's I crazy. do think kids are overtraining. And one of the things that I kind of want to do, especially once I finish my doctorate and kind of do research in is if we can we get the same result from players as far as being in shape, um, being ready for games, being healthy for playoffs with less activity? Because I think that there needs to be room for um, muscle growth. And that happens on rest days. That does not happen when right. you're like when you actually work out, you're breaking down the muscle. Right. It's the rest days that build them up. So if we always are working out every day, then you're not actually building muscle. You just keep tearing them down. So mm -hmm. I just wonder if like practice was only three days a week for high school and some recovery days, like would we still get the same outcome in less wear and tear on our bodies and not so many injuries as far as like playoff time? So me and my coach over here, over looking at me, I'm like, hey, man, it might work for us. We might have changed our little because hey. I mean, I mean, we be on it right now. But we're trying yeah. to, but I'm like, yeah, they got to rest. But then that's why sometimes I guess it's, it's when you make let them rest, too, though. Right. So right. in between, instead of going consecutive days, you can rest in between. Somewhere. That right. Yeah. The, the, the Don't take three days off. Yeah. For right. Sure, OK. For sure. so, hey, that's that's, yeah. that's good and to we know. We talk so. about it, too, because her, to her side yeah. is. It's the mental toughness. And I get mm -hmm. that part, too. But I think I'm more speaking on during season. Like, obviously, okay. during mm -hmm. preseason, you want to push them. You want the mental game. You want to do the conditioning and stuff. But during season, the structure, the, of, the like structure of how. Pre, pre, exactly. Taking my master's class, too, somewhere yeah. like pre, during, post. Like, Correct. you should try to really monitor they that. It shouldn't so. be the same. Right. You shouldn't right. be training right. the same amount of time right. Right. all year round. There That's should be so. adjustments. That's and so. also, like, when you say off day. <laughs> What's the off day? People aren't like, we don't mean sitting on the couch like eating potato <laughs> chips. Right. We mean come in and do Jeez. and do recovery, yeah. you know, stretch, rehab, yeah. a, a mini workout. Like, I mean, even like yoga, it's a that's a good workout. That's something I know for sure we're trying to do. Even get an off day yeah. can just be different than basketball. Like maybe it is play volleyball because yeah. you do that for fun. That's an right. off day because it's it's working different muscles than basketball. So yeah. right. you know, pool that's workout, sure. whatever. And they have so many outlets to do other things you can go right. do other things right. work on hand eye crazy stuff that's not basketball or just you know the stretching i think is probably the biggest thing right? yeah. i mean i i know we didn't stretch though but i mean i wish i, wish I could we should <laughs> play but we played again until whatever yeah. it didn't matter but yeah. um the stretching is definitely big um but getting the business together off the ground what was probably one or two of the hardest things you guys had to overcome getting it off the ground huh? <laughs> I, i'll say again for me was uh, adversity in my personal life. Cause honestly we could go make money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, you can make money. There's jobs out there, but, um, discipline with your money as well. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. sometimes we'll be like, okay, we're not going to eat out for a month or we're not going to, you know, cause it really does add up. But, um, for me, it was all these opinions and all these, and it, it, it gets a little bit foggy for me, you know, when you have so many people giving their opinion, which you need, you need like mentorship and stuff, but the right yeah. people to know, you know, versus what God was trying to put on our heart or my heart, 
I don't know. I would say I kind of fell into it because I would only say that because <laughs> I was like, all right, you have kids. So right. no, literally that's what I did. These kids want to train. So are you going to be free right. or yeah. they're here? Cause I, she was going to open the gym by herself mm-hmm. and I was just going to support. I was just going to be there, you know, right. just train a little bit. Cause I, I actually have another job doing physical mm-hmm. therapy and in school full time. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I didn't have time to also train. Right. <laughs> so in the beginning, I, she was like, well, you could just train a little bit. And I'm like, okay. She walks you in there. Yeah, I see what she was doing here now. Now I look back. (laughs) Now we're 10 months later. Okay, right. But yeah, I was like, okay, I'll take a couple kids. And then it just, because I don't think Sacramento has this, it just took off. And all of a sudden I was like, I think I'm a little bit over my head. (laughs) I was like, I don't have time to do homework. I don't have time to do. So now the balance of that. Yeah, I've found a balance a little bit and, and have to say no sometimes. So yeah. that I can give myself at least an hour a day to myself. Right. But like you said, I mean, it's just, you say believe in God. If it's for you, it's, you can't really turn, you not can't really, yeah. you can't turn it away. It's going to be gonna present come. for you, right? So yeah. then you're like, okay, now, but then it's like how you manage it now yeah. to be effective still, but also because, I mean, definitely big on helping others. And because yeah. something, some things, it's not work if you could do it for free, if you find it like it's, the, the fulfillment is when they come back and say thanks coach right? I, saw right, you, I saw right, you guys right. watching the game like right, right. i know that means something to a, a kid oh this they're coming to watch me play outside that's that's extra right? right but you're doing it because you put you're investing in your in your business but also into them and the, their family exactly. so right. that's what's up so um before we get out of here though one thing though please let everybody know where they can find you find the business at um location everything man you got plugged the business for sure man i mean even the the dope <laughs> chalk shirt that, that i didn't get yeah. but somebody left the shirt no, coming, I'm playing, I'm no. yeah, you gotta let them know where they can find you guys at man for real Plug the business. So, Let them know where you at. So our gym is like the physical location. Yeah, everything. They want. I want to make sure they know. <laughs> they they know. They can't, or you can't say, "Coach Jay didn't let me put." No, nah, get it. Right. That's what it's for. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, our physical location is three seven three four Bradview Drive, Suite B, Sacramento, California, nine five eight two seven. And both of our businesses are in that building. Yeah. So I do skill development, basketball skill development. I do the sports performance. Um, I don't have a separate Instagram, but my Instagram is uh, mm-hmm. Janae underscore Nicole underscore two. You can find me there. Um, websites on there as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my inter- the gym Instagram is at my legend athletics at my legend athletics. Legend also Athletic. definitely check them yeah. out. Also, I do got to ask you this though. I mean, I've definitely into the watching the sign language page, yeah. it, more as well. Just give me a little bit of insight on that because you're very accurate, but also to me, it's very enlightening because you're doing different aspects. I mean, I see the, the music ones, but also see the ones where you're um, giving information out. What led you to be able to help? Because to me, you're just highlighting that, but giving light to others. But also, I'm, you're drawing people who may not feel like people don't give mm-hmm. enough attention to it for mm-hmm. what you're doing. So, For the sign language? Yeah. Uh, my mom is a sign language interpreter. Okay. So she interprets for the hearing and then the hard of hearing or the deaf. And I kind of grew up learning, so I just ran with it. And I love the culture. And I want to open a whole new world. Like you said, there's a whole deaf community out there that mm-hmm. maybe we could train or they need the same opportunities, you know, just because people don't want to put forth effort um, to try and communicate with them. Right. So they're welcome at the gym as well. That's yeah. definitely dope for everybody. And yeah. I think Absolutely. I think that's what I definitely want this platform to be, no matter who's listening or who's watching, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if they're reading this, whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. know that there's a place for them as well. Yeah. Um, somewhere in Sacramento, no matter what it is, though. So I think that's that's super dope. So everybody that comes on the show. Like we always finish with our triple threat, right? So as we know in the game, drill, pass, shoot. Mm-hmm. But now 
each of you give me your triple threat in life or whatever you got doing, just three things that you're going to hang your hat on or have hung your hat on and going forward. Okay. Okay. I like this. Oh, yeah. See, that's why I don't. I, it's not scripted. People, it's just <laughs> right, live right, questions. Right. Like, don't give no, no script. This is live. Part, nah, I like that. <laughs> that response right there is why I don't do it right there. Cause I gotta yeah, yeah I hear you. Okay. <laughs> So three words, I so got them for you. Or not words, actually, give oh. three things. You can do words off as words, whatever. But I want to, you can get, get, get dig deep things. to it, three things, okay. yeah. Well, what's helped me? Okay. Uh, pray. Okay. Always pray. Um, believe that you oh. can. For personally, right? Believe that you can and never give up. For sure, never give up. Because adversity is going to hit. Life, that's life. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. Pray, believe, and never give up. Yep. I don't know how I was. I was thinking relatively <laughs> same. I was just gonna say okay. God first. Okay. That was that's what I was thinking. Um, discipline mm-hmm. and passion for things, anything in life. Like if you have a passion for it and you stay disciplined, obviously keep God first. You can probably achieve whatever. That's what's up. Yeah. So yeah, for the younger ladies though, also because there's a time and a movement where it's it's at the forefront of whatever's going on. No matter mm-hmm. if it's work, sports, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Outside the trip with that, though, just to give one word of advice for a young lady that may want to be what you are, may want to do what you do, what would you tell them? Or from Cottonwood, somebody from Cottonwood. Right. Just what would you do? I mean, let's get specific. In fact, what would you tell them? Because hopefully, like, the goal for me is locally to get this thing popping locally to where people really tune in here and like, okay, they're giving gems out, they're giving information out. Or they may send you a message, say, you know what, I may need some information. Or could you help me? I wanted to help be that bridge. What could you tell them right now? I would say uh, don't let the fact that you might have to work 10 times harder stop you from Mm. achieving whatever you're trying to go after. Especially being a woman, things might be harder, especially women in business. Um, We don't always get the same opportunities. Being a black woman in business, you don't get the same opportunities. So sometimes you just will get a whole bunch of no's, but it's Mm. that Mm. one yes that kind of Good one. Good one. I um besides pray and keep God first, mm-hmm. I would honestly say keep good company. Because you know the saying when you sit with winners, the, the conversation is different. If I didn't keep good company, which was my mom and dad <laughs> growing up, yeah. I, I would have heard like I found out when I was an adult that people in my hometown were like, she's never going to make it. Why are you spending all this money doing all mm-hmm. this time? She's never going to make it. You know, and my parents never told me that. They only gave me life. That's dope. You know what I mean? I would really just keep good company. What do you guys talk about? What do you, we talk about business probably all the time, right. you know, or God or stuff that, you know, you got to keep moving forward and being positive, mm-hmm. really having a positive attitude could change your life. Perspective. Perspective and the company you keep. That's what I would say. That's what's up. So I really so. appreciate you ladies taking time we out the schedule, you. out of your rest time us. or your planning time, right. whatever you guys got to do. <laughs> right. I, I really do. But like I said, um, and definitely going to tap into your resources because I know I'm trying to get all my guys at the high school to be better athletes, be better students, and also be better physically. So that performance part is going to be key for us because I do have a lot of young pieces, but they, mm. we got to learn how to keep them healthy. Mm. But I mean, it's even helped me out to game plan better as far as man, make sure I can have them for a whole season and avoid mm. injuries if possible. Right. You know what I like would that. say to the young men, though? Uh, don't be afraid to try a woman trainer because some of us. Oh, nah. No. Yeah. Some of us might know what we're talking about. We might actually help no, you just yeah. mess around like and come said, in the I gym. Mean, <laughs> I, I didn't bless Change the work life. with Danielle Viglion for yep, years. And exactly. I'm like, man, if y'all can out shoot her, then I'll holler at you. Right. Danielle's a bucket. But yeah, yeah, right. for sure, like I said, though, we def- and we'll definitely collab and some other stuff. <laughs>
right now because why not though it just makes you a better person right, more right. complete and you never know what you're gonna learn from somebody else right so sure. keep that to heart so i appreciate you guys being here subscribe Thank to the you. show yes. leave a like comment man <laughs> look out for the collabs though for like so that's that's what i'm on we're trying yeah. to bring everybody together we're gonna get this thing popping locally and national when on whatever we do especially with this hoop thing man so you guys nice. keep doing what you're doing Thank uh you. Thank you. all right tune in next week man i got a dope guest again for you next week <laughs> 94 feet with coach jt peace we out see y'all later <laughs> <laughs>